0: This is the motherfucking Blood Doctor Show. On a Wednesday as it was and it always should be, we return to discuss week one of the football season and also what's going to come up in week two. Talk about the teams that are on red alert if things go wrong for them in week two. And just generally all the good stuff that happened this weekend. We got into the Robert Sarver stuff um a little bit but I just wanna I just wanna add a little bit to what I said about that on here. Um we've known about this situation for a while now with the Suns. It hung over the team for a year in an important season and I think you could argue that what Robert Sarver did you know partially ruined this season and has ruined you know everyone's connection to these last couple years of Suns because you know him being there It just ruins everything his connection to the Suns ruins everything and the NBA came out and basically slapped him on the wrist for his racist and sexist bullshit and you know I just don't know what else would need to be done to take this team away from this guy this is not one person this is not one incident this is not A guy made a joke one time and it was crass. This is none of that. This is dozens of incidents. This is over and over and over and over. Hundreds of people have said that not only did they witness him doing these things, that he didn't feel bad for them, that he over time didn't feel bad for them. And it seems like he still doesn't feel bad for it now because his statement that he put out, it wasn't like a sorry or you know i did wrong it was just like well this was all long ago and i really have grown and this is mostly nonsense blah 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 and it's just the kind of bullshit that you expect from rich guys and you know adam silver started his tenure as nba commissioner really well and everyone was really respecting him he handled the lockout situation he handled it well for the owners for sure but nonetheless People liked Adam Silver in the beginning, and he is really starting to ruin his reputation as a GM, and moves like this are part of it. You know, early in his tenure, he had to deal with Donald Sterling, and he reacted sharply and strongly. They fined Donald Sterling, you know, more than they were technically allowed at the time, I think. They forced him to sell the team. They took decisive action, and this was over one tape. And, you know, Adam Silver even said, well, we had you know, smoking gun evidence with Donald Sterling. Well, you had 350 fucking people who basically corroborated the stories with the Sun. So what what is the difference there? Again, this is not one, two, three people. There's no possible way for this to be a hit job when hundreds of people come together and corroborate the same stories. It's not possible for that shit to be made up, okay? So... How this guy can continue to be allowed to be the managing partner of the Suns is an embarrassment to the NBA, and it's an embarrassment to me as a Suns fan. And I love to go to Suns games, but it's going to be difficult to do that. How do you spend your money when you know it goes to Robert Sarver? That's a difficult thing to do. Now, I mean, I don't know that we're all going to be able to boycott the Suns forever because this is an important time for the team. He's banned from the team right now, he's not even there. I don't know. The money still goes to him. It's. It's difficult. If you watch a Suns game on television, you're still helping Robert Sarver get paid. There's no direct way to really hurt him other than just like boycotting the team, which hurts us. And that's why the NBA needs to take action. They should have stepped in and they should have removed him because you're hurting the fans. You're hurting the people who were the employees who were underwent his harassment, you're hurting them by continuing to allow him to be involved. A year suspension is nothing. It's a $10 million fine. What does it matter? He's going to get the money back from just owning this billion dollar enterprise. I'm sad that the NBA basically took no action here. I really wanted them to force this guy to sell the team again. If playing in the NBA is a privilege, and we have heard that countless times, that playing in professional sports is a privilege when a player does something wrong, then managing or governing or whatever, you know, being in charge of a team is also a privilege. It is the exact same thing. And just because you have money doesn't mean you get to do something. And, you know, if a, a white NBA player was found to have done what Robert Sarver had done that dude would be banned from the league. I don't think any team would ever want to do with him again. I mean, look at what um the guy who was playing for the Heat who said one thing on live stream, now he's out of the league. How is Robert Sarver like allowed to still run a team? A one-year suspension is nothing. And I'm I'm sorry I'm forgetting the name of the Heat player. He's such an insignificant dude in in terms of life. That's how that goes when you're a racist piece of shit people don't even fucking remember you and I would prefer that that's what happened to Robert Sarver is he just went away and I forgot his goddamn name and I couldn't even tell you who he was anymore because he was that unimportant to daily life but no. For Suns fans, for the people who were harassed by this man who now must have a negative opinion of the team, for all of those people, I am truly sorry to you because you now must continue to watch this team and you must continue to know that any support that you give to this team directly supports the man who harassed you. I'm sorry as a Suns fan. I couldn't be more disappointed in the NBA and the actions that they took. Overall, it's just a shitty, shitty fucking situation. And I just wanted to address that even more because I felt like I didn't get enough into it in the podcast here with B from Overtime with B and T. But we talked about week one. Again, we talked about the red alert teams that we're looking at for week two. And we talked about, you know, overreactions, quarterback overreactions, all that good stuff. It's a lot of fun. Let's just dive in. Introduce yourself, sir.
1: Finally. Finally the B has come back to the blunt doctor show what's up everybody it's your boy brandon from overtime with bnt slash tbd slash we don't have our official name yet but we are overtime and that's all that matters I'm glad to be back here on the blunt doctor show you
0: always say finally. I think you were on the show last week. <laughs> Was I? I think you were on my last episode. Well, <laughs> Maybe no. not. I don't know. Time blends together it, for me. And I,
1: never like a long time.
0: I have <laughs> no I have no fucking idea, dude. Time blends together for me. I don't know anymore. Ever since yeah. I had a son, every single day is the same. I don't know. I just know <laughs> that sometimes I wake up and it's Sunday and it's time for football. So uh, that's that's all I know. I don't really know how time progresses. Is it linear? or is it not i don't really know anymore um before we talk about um the whole football this weekend and and next week i just want to know your thoughts on the whole the sun situation today obviously the 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 sun's investigation was completed robert server is suspended from the suns for one year he's also suspended from the wnba uh the mercury for one year he has fined 10 million dollars um the sons are having to build some whole new i I don't know social justice program with it which is just ludicrous i I mean i just i don't what do you think speak on this for me
1: your time has come there's no way out of this one pal it's only a matter of time before they nail him for good and he's up out of there it's inevitable at this point, in my humblest opinion.
0: I can't, I cannot fathom how he already has not been forced to sell the team. Like, I understand that, I understand that some people are like, well, with Sterling, they had tapes. So with, with yeah. tapes, it's, I don't care. Like, they interviewed 300 people, <laughs> all these people corroborated the story. She said all these horrible things. Mm-hmm. I don't, he needs to be gone. That's it. I don't understand any other thing. Right. Like, there's no, how how could how can Chris Paul Devin Booker DeAndre Ayton how can like you can't look this dude in the face anymore
1: right like definitely can't definitely can't not at this point like the damage is done he did he did what he did so it's like you made your bet pal you think you, made um,
0: your you think he'll be forced to sell the team before
1: like he returns from suspension essentially I would hope so. I mean, yeah, I can't. I, I definitely would hope so.
0: Because in what scenario? Like, to me, like, like, let's say that the Suns did win a championship in the next few years, whether it was next year or whatever. And he's, like, returned to the team at that point. Like, he's going to be out there, like, host, hoisting the trophy? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, this shit is insane to me. Like, he just needs yeah. to be gone. And he'll make money. That's the craziest part. He'll still mm-hmm. make his money. Just let him have his money and go. I just, it's embarrassing to me. As a Suns fan, it's fucking embarrassing.
1: Do you think if uh, it was under different management, uh, Aiton would have got paid?
0: Of course, I think that.
1: Like, Mm.
0: I mean, I don't think there's any other way to. uh, Of course, that dude's cheap as fuck. And it's always (laughs) been a problem. And now we know that not only is he cheap as fuck, but he's also racist as fuck and misogynistic as fuck. So we just don't want him around.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Straight up, I just want nothing to do with this dude. And I just, it's embarrassing to me that i don't understand how the n b a didn't just i mean i don't know I, I i don't when you have one person make an accusation that's one thing when you have two mm. people, three people, when you have like three hundred fifty fucking people, you know like what are you supposed to do yeah like nobody yeah. you know and and people are like, well, i didn't personally witness this that doesn't mean it didn't happen, and the people who did. Yeah, <sighs> like I can't go to a Suns game now, man. Because then I'm putting money in that dude's pockets. You know what I mean? Like,
1: like as I a feel fan, like yeah, that's the only way to really, like, if all else fails, that might be the only thing that could get him to go. Yeah, just boycotting altogether.
0: People got to stop going. And I don't know mm-hmm. what else there is. Like, at, you know, there are online campaigns to, you know, for everyone to email the ticket salespeople and say, you know, I'm not buying tickets until Sarver's gone. And I hope that stuff mm-hmm. helps. And I'll do it. I just don't know. Like, it's it's so funny to me because the only thing the dude cares about is money. So fucking sell the team and make your money and be gone. Get out of the public eye. Like, just be gone. Like, that's all you care about. Sell the team, make your money. He can barely afford the team. He he has like a couple hundred million dollars. He would be a billionaire if he sold the team. Just sell the team. That's it. Hey. This is this is a very like at one point the chairman of Disney wanted to buy the sons from him and that guy's no peach but he's not fucking this dude so I would take it and he's a billionaire too I want that shit I want I dude I, I want one of these owners who's like just pay the luxury tax I don't give a shit get me a ring I want one of those dudes you know
1: so like uh what's his name bomber
0: yeah I would love Steve Ball and that's what Bob Iger The chairman of Disney that's what he would be He's got deep fucking pockets I'll take that any day I'm sure he's a piece of shit It's not like Disney's a good company or something But like I'm just saying like he hasn't been Dude at Mm -hmm. this point like Like if you're a racist Or homophobic or transphobic Like this shit like these people have been Called out for the most part so like If you're still existing at this point You must be, like, at least a functionally decent person in the workplace. So I'll take anyone who's a new fucking governor for this team any moment. Because I'm sick of this,
1: man. I hear you. I hear you. It's just a sticky situation, man. It's a sticky situation. Hey, man. I'm hoping that somebody pulls uh, one of these moves on Dan Gilbert. Get him up out of there. I mean uh, I know he's got some type of skeleton in the closet.
0: He made four billion dollars real fucking fast off that quick and loan stuff. So there's always something shady when you make money out of nowhere real quick. Just go do that digging. Mm. Although he, he did just okay that Donovan Mitchell trade. Although you're not happy about the Donovan Mitchell trade, are you? So that doesn't really it doesn't really count for you. All right, let's talk football. Whatever. Week one was i mean i thought week one was pretty great honestly like i thoroughly enjoyed it i had i mean football's back when like week one of college football is always like boring you know mm-hmm. it's like kind of whatever and there's so many powder puff you know cupcake games and it's like we're playing southeast <laughs> missouri state tech you know west and yeah, week, week one of the nfl was i it was pretty great what um what did they did, did anything in particular stand out to you that you want to start with? Or was it just like you're you're sad about the Patriots? Like what what to you was the big deal from this first week?
1: Um I would say the resurgence of Saquon. I w I w it just it just hit me out of left field because that o line for starters, like aside from the rookie Evan Neal, like it's, there's not much really to say about it. And for him to put up what was it, one sixty, rushing yards, looked like the rookie season Saquon. That really impressed me. I also, and on the flip side, Derrick Henry did not look like Derrick Henry of old. Uh like I was predicting that that running back Cliff, it looks like it's getting ready to knock on his door at this point, especially with that old line that's taken a step back from last year as well.
0: It was it was kind of an interesting day for running backs because then like CMC looked like himself a little bit again. Like he looked like Christian McCaffrey. Like um so I mean the Saquon thing was interesting because like if he didn't play that well, they don't win that game. So like that was a very clear example of like a dude like really because we just always talk about like how you know running backs don't have value anymore or whatever and that so that is an interesting. I but I'm curious to see, like, again, how much does that really you know continue throughout the season? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Justin Jefferson has put the league on notice that he's gonna be taking that title from Devontae at some point in the future
0: i'm not sure it's going to be that long i mean i mean <laughs> i took him number two in my fantasy draft and everyone was like what are you number doing? two overall yeah i took him second behind uh jonathan taylor went first and i took uh, okay. i took him I took him over Christian McCaffrey. He was sixth in the... Who went
1: went third then? uh, McCaffrey went third. McCaffrey went third. eh? Yeah, but
0: I'm pretty sure that Justin Jefferson had the highest scoring total in week one, at least according to my league's rules. So uh, I was very much vindicated on that one. He looked basically unstoppable, but I do wonder... You know, and that was actually one thing I wanted to talk about, because this is Kirk Cousins now beating Aaron Rodgers three times in a row. Mm. And I'm wondering... I know that that's a small sample size given... It's three games, whatever. But at what point does it become statistically significant? I mean, three games in a row, that's not nothing. Are you are you buying that that means anything or no?
1: I'm buying. I'm buying that it means something. Because, like, we hear all this talk about, oh, Kirk Cousins. He can't do this. He can't do that. But for some reason, like, he gets up to play the MVP. Like, its it's almost, in a sense... Like Eli Manning facing Tom Brady is like, they just turn a completely different lead. Obviously, Kirk Cousin doesn't throw as many interceptions, but I feel like he, his lack of big game wins really distracts from the fact that he's been very above average at quarterback.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's one of those dudes who, It's the whole raises your floor, but doesn't necessarily raise your ceiling kind of thing. Like, but there are a lot of dudes who have won Super Bowls that are a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. Like Mm -hmm. Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl win. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl win. These dudes never put up a season that Kirk Cousins has put up for like three or four years in a row in Minnesota now. So I, Mm. I, I agree with you. I think that he's, I think that he is underrated. I, yes. I mean, I some maybe the Vikings overrate him. They keep paying him fully guaranteed huge money, but um but he's not bad in any way. And he and Justin Jefferson, they are very much on the same page about what they want to do. And they just fucking they just they ran every single route they could to get Justin Jefferson against a linebacker. He was wide open all goddamn day. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff I was saying before the season about about O'Connell being a potential coach of the year candidate because He recognizes what you're saying about Justin Jefferson being potentially the best dude in the league. And he's going to get him the ball all the time. Yeah. I I mean, I, who would, who would you put above Justin Jefferson right now? Like just Devante. Is that the only one? What about like Jamar chase?
1: I like Justin Jefferson slightly better than Jamar chase, just because I feel like obviously they're, they're both very great at what they do, but they do it very differently. like, Jamar, he's more of a outside the numbers type of guy where he'll go up uh, catch the ball, he'll go run a slant take it to the house. Whereas Jefferson, he's more methodical with like his route running. He does like a lot of ooh, shift you one way, go the other way. So in that aspect I personally, what I look for in my wide receiver, I like Jefferson just a little bit more than I like Chase.
0: You like that kind of like highly technical receiver who does. Because you were a big Stefan Diggs guy who is also like extremely technical. That was – someone pointed that out on Twitter. Forgive me, I don't know who, but they pointed out that like the the Diggs trade that brought Stefan Diggs to Buffalo and Justin Mm -hmm. Jefferson and a pick back to Minnesota that – they used to draft Justin yeah. Jefferson. That is like one of the it like most equal. Yeah. Everybody loves that trade on both sides. Everyone mm-hmm. would do it a hundred
1: times over. And like, it, it really felt like Diggs was talented enough to be the number one, but he just, I, uh, it felt like Kirk just had a better wavelength with feeling. And now it looks like not at Jefferson's here. He's got an even better wavelength with Jefferson than he does with Thielin. It seems like.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that Diggs and Josh Allen. Yeah. Like they seem to play football the same way. And I think mm-hmm. some of that has to do with, I mean, Josh Allen has a fucking cannon and you know, he can just, he can throw the ball, you know, yeah. like we saw the other night, you know, 60 yards on the run, like it's nothing. And, you know, for Diggs, who is fast as hell, who is, you know, technical as hell, but who is not necessarily huge,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and he can use that separation because Allen can get him the ball anywhere. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, I think it's a little more like, you know, some of the – Kirk Cousins is good with the go ball, but like, you know, putting the ball in the window,
1: not yeah. not
0: quite his thing. And I know that Josh Allen has not been praised for his accuracy necessarily, but the guy can sling it. And so – I think that's one of those things. I think, you know, Justin Jefferson is going to be fine playing with anyone who can get him the ball in those situations and go and get those go balls. And that's what Kirk is good at. I just think it works. Like you said, I just think it's like a perfect pairing for both of them. Like Justin Jefferson is the right number one option for Kirk Cousins. Stefan Diggs is the right number one option for for Josh Allen. And it just, exactly. it seems pretty perfect.
1: That's the one. That's the
0: one. Um, Are you what how do you feel about the rams speaking of the bills like that that whole game <laughs> because if we looked at this first week like like rams are done bills and chiefs look like the dominant forces in the league you know like i mean i i, I know i don't want to overreact too much from week 1 but like we were talking you know just in dm about the rams and i'm i try not to overreact too hard to week 1 but i am a little bit like i'm starting to think the rams might be out and i might be
1: out on that's yeah. a spicy take right there i think i think they're becoming more and more star driven where if the stars don't have a good game it's looking kind of shaky
0: yeah because and, and the thing is is they try to just like you know Like, we'll just... Okay, we lost Von Miller. We'll just put in Bobby Wagner.
1: Yeah, and they play two two different roles.
0: They play two different roles, completely different positions in a completely Mm -hmm. different way. But it's a star, so we'll just bring him in.
1: And to be quite honest, I never really noticed linebackers in the Rams. Like, I never noticed, like, sideline to sideline linebacker. Like, who who was the best linebacker they had before Bobby Wagner? Like Alec
0: Ogletree at one point? Or... (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you cuz it's not a position that they have ever like I mean we're, well Robert Quinn was really a defensive end. Um, yeah. So I they, they, I agree with you. They don't they don't prioritize. They, I mean yeah. okay, I didn't Clay Matthews play a season there, I think.
1: So, he was uh he was uh, edge and like he played, was more okay. for just like run stop in essentially.
0: So, yeah, I mean the Rams definitely do not in, they have they have never at least in Certainly during the McVeigh era, they have not mm-hmm. prioritized the linebacker position at all. And by the way, I'm not sure that they're wrong about that. Like, linebackers and safeties to me are the defensive version of running backs. Not that they don't matter, but that's not where I'm spending my money. Like, mm. unless I've got like the best in the league who is a game
1: changer, I don't really want to spend my money there. Would you and- spend your money on somebody like uh, Devin White? Yes. Levante David.
0: Um, in his prime, yes.
1: Darius Leonard? Mm. I, I, I mean, I, that's... Sorry, Shaquille Leonard. He wants to be referred <laughs> that's, that's, to as Shaquille that, now. Yeah,
0: Shaquille. I, that's, like, that's like right where I'm at. I, Shaquille Leonard's a very, very, very good player. I just don't know, like... I, to me, Devin White is the rare linebacker who is able to rush the passer, play the run and Mm -hmm. actually play in pass defense when you Mm -hmm. can do all three of those things, then you're insanely valuable, but most linebackers cannot do that. And most of the ones who can are actually playing safety. So like, you know, like I linebacker is a really tough position to evaluate. And I think it's one of those things where, again, if you have like one of the top three, four in the league, it's worth it to pay them. Other than that, Mm -hmm.
1: I'm,
0: I'm trading. So if you're not like an all
1: pro Pretty year. much, oh,
0: okay. I'm not paying dudes who aren't all pros for the most part. That's how I, you know, at at least huge contracts, like, mm-hmm. like, the, like the Roquan Smith situation with the Bears. It's like, again, I understand the thought process of like, we don't want to pay a linebacker, but it's like he's not just a linebacker, and you've got to yeah. like you'd pay, a lot. <laughs> like you'd pay Michael Parsons, right? Even if he was listed as a linebacker, you know what I'm saying? I know he's not. Michael Parsons is in everything, but he's I'm just a
1: saying, generational player.
0: He, he's a he is in he's a micah parsons i don't know what to i don't know what you call him but
1: built in a lab
0: they're gonna call him a linebacker when it comes time to negotiate yeah. his contract extension though by the way oh yeah the cowboys will try are. to tender him as a linebacker when it comes to that franchise tag
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but i just okay here's my thing on the Rams. andrew whitworth is gone and statistically if you go back over the last few years and look at the games where whitworth was out they were bad, and I worry really a lot about their offensive line.
1: Saying he had a lot more value than they actually want to lead on. I
0: think right he saying. did. And, you know, we all know that they had to play in, you know, the play action all the time when it was Jared Goff. Last year, they did a lot more drop back passing. They could go back to some of the more play action stuff now, I guess, but look at how horrible the running game was. Like, like yeah. you're not going to no bite No cam them. acres. Yeah, and dude, like... You you like you look at the way the Colts have played defense the last few years, where their Mm -hmm. their corners and linebackers just don't bite on play action. They just don't. They Mm -hmm. they will. They want to make sure you're running the ball before they engage. They just do not bite on play action. And I really feel like if you play the Rams that way right now, there's might be easier. Yeah, there's no there's going to be nowhere for them to go because Mm -hmm. what is Matt Stafford going to do? Is he going to throw the ball to Cooper Cup every single play? He doesn't want to even look at Allen Robinson. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i feel like we gotta give them at least till the end of september before we really officially write them off because it, again it was the one game you know it's the championship so they still get that one bye week
0: that's fair but what do you make of Matthew Stafford not even looking at Allen Robinson, though? That, I don't care yeah, if it's that's one not week. A that's look. concerning.
1: That's, a, that's not a good look at all. Are, are we saying that uh the defense of the Bills was that suffocating that they spent all their attention on Allen Robinson over Cooper Cup? I also feel like Higby got way too many looks than he should have, especially considering the rate at which he was dropping the passes. So, like, I feel like a lot of those looks could have went to Allen Robinson.
0: And everyone was, you know, making a big deal about Cam Akers, like more than anything else, which Mm -hmm. I just it's so bizarre. I mean, like, when did Cam Akers become everyone's like, is it just because he came back from the Achilles last year? Like suddenly he's everyone's favorite. I don't understand. Like, he's a good player, but he's not like. Like people are acting like this, like prime Terrell Davis or something.
1: Like, they remember what he did in his first season, and that's that's what they were hoping he would expound on. That's what that's, it seems like, and that, and,
0: that, and that's fair, I guess. I just bet, like, you see people, like, fantasy owners, being like, I can't believe it, Cam Akers. Uh. Like, hey, <laughs> this is not Emmett Smith at age 23. Like, he's a good player, but let's calm down. I just, my thing is that I don't. I don't care if it's one game. I think that the Matt Stafford and Allen Robinson thing, that to me looks like a problem. If He didn't even look his way. He didn't even consider him. He didn't even think about him. It was like he froze him out on purpose. And that level of disconnection between them, whether it's just their option routes and they're not seeing the play the same way or Stafford just didn't feel like he had the time, whatever it is, there's no... I mean, dude, Stafford throws the cup over and over and over and over. And he doesn't... It could trust very well run.
1: be, uh, you know, um, it could be the, the Megatron syndrome kicking in again. Because remember, he had that record year with Megatron, and then he just, you know, kept on going back to the Megatron well. He got them the, the numbers. He got the them numbers, but they weren't winning much. But,
0: but then the year that Calvin Johnson retired... He had one of his statistically best seasons ever because he was forced to actually distribute the ball to different receivers. And he actually played well. And I who I was think, the
1: second who was his uh wide receiver two that year. I um, think I
0: well, I think Golden Tate was Yes, right? Golden Tate. Yes. And so like that team, like they lost Calvin, but they were mm-hmm. they were almost better because I like, no, they were not almost better, they were better because Calvin mm-hmm. like like you said, he it like has a laser lock on him and he can't even yeah. look anywhere else. And I think, like you said, he's got that way with Cooper Cup now. And I just don't know, like, I don't know, man. Like everything had to go the right way for them to win that Super Bowl. Stafford threw two picks. Like it's yeah. not, I don't, I'm not saying, okay. When I say out, I mean, as a Super Bowl contender, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, that okay. they're not going to be a good team or whatever, but like if mm-hmm. this team went nine and eight, I'm not going to be shocked at all. It just, it doesn't look like the pieces fit. I don't think that Allen Robinson is going to be able to replace OBJ. I don't think that they have an offensive line. I don't think that they have a replacement for Von Miller. I think that people have figured out that the Jalen Ramsey in the slot thing can be exploited. And I think they've got a lot to figure out. Dude, he got burned, man. He yeah. got roasted in that
1: game. Yeah, like,
0: he didn't even it like was. have a pass defense. He got roasted. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it w- it wasn't a good showing for him this uh, week, uh, and the last couple of matches, the uh, numbers show that he be giving up a lot of like deep shots. So it it's not looking good. I think he will bounce back. Just consider it. reputation. He I feel like he's earned that right to say, oh, he'll he'll be bounce back. He'll be back. But it it's not something that he wants to continue to see a lot of. You know.
0: I really feel like this season is going to be a down year for the Rams. They're going to look at mm. all of these holes. They're going to retool in a much more effective way next off season. And then they'll be back next year. I do think the Rams will be back. I think that this year they kind of, we can do it. We do whatever we want to do. I think they were a little too high on their own success <laughs> this off season. I get and, you. and I think this year they're going to be down. I think it'll be next year for them.
1: Okay. Um, uh, I'm not mad at that.
0: What do you think about the Bills and the Chiefs overall like like that? I mean, they pretty much look like the teams to beat in the AFC. I know that we've all been on the Chargers. I've been I, on well, the Chargers. But in this week one, two teams stood out.
1: I liked the Bills slightly better. However.
0: Really? Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. Despite the the, the interception, but like the, two of those were like – went off of the receiver's hands. So, like, I can't entirely blame that on Allen. But the only thing is, this, it is the up to the Bills how far they want to go. Okay. Because I feel like they are talented enough to beat Kansas City, but I don't think up here, I don't think they, up there, they're ready to beat them. I feel like there's still the ghost of oh we we lost last year when we could have won with 13 seconds. I feel like that's still it's that's that's not something you can just get out of the back of your mind, especially with how much it was talked about in the off season. I I feel like there it's gonna be a situation where it's in a close game and you know when you start getting the oh shoot we've been here before we've been here before and it's like it can go either way at that point
0: so do you do you kind of put that on josh josh allen then like you like or just Uh, on the
1: team as general in general because (laughs) there's what more could you have asked from josh allen in that game at that point that's fair
0: i i he literally led them down the field like i mean there yeah there's i mean i don't know what i I, yeah you that's the thing is like that was the, the the thing about like when people would like talk shit about tom brady losing super bowls or whatever i'm like dude Every single time, every single time Tom Brady put the Patriots in position to win, and then the defense blew it. Even this last year with Tampa Bay. Yes, he played a horrible first half, but what else did he do? He led four fucking touchdown drives and tied the goddamn game, and then they let Cooper Cup go downfield and get settled in position for the field goal. But the point is that no matter what happens, every time – Tom but you Brady. know what they
1: say? What you they know say? what they're going to say? What are they going to say? Oh, I can't really praise you for putting out a fire that you started. <laughs> hey, okay, you know what?
0: I, I And I would give them that, but I would also say that the Falcons have been broken by 28-3. And so, you know, I, that may be true, but... They murdered a franchise. That franchise is not recovered. Every they're time they have a lead.
1: Will. Every time they have a lead, it's just, oh, it's here gone. we go again. We know
0: what's going to happen. Here we
1: go again. <laughs> they are... It is an
0: entirely They've, different it's a group meme. of
1: people. They become a meme now.
0: It's a new GM. It's a new coach. It's a new staff. And the ghosts is players. still
1: following them.
0: Doesn't matter. It the, is the, the
1: curse. Is this like the new age of curses in sports? Yeah. The, the 20 to three curse? And this
0: is what I'm worried about with the Suns, by the way. Because we blew oh, a 2-0 boy. lead against the Bucks, And then we blew a 2-0 lead against the Mavs. And I'm worried about. Some I thought that was of more
1: life. of a Chris Paul curse, if anything. Well,
0: okay, but what if the Chris Paul curse becomes like the Suns curse or something? I don't know. I'm worried about this. This is what I'm saying. This stuff keeps me up at night, dude. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm like constantly like concerned about like what might be the next thing that might theoretically destroy the Suns. Like I'm, I, I'm very fragile right now. I really need Tom Brady to do his thing this season.
1: I, I'm, I hear you, man. I. I
0: I just think that... I don't know that I believe in the Chiefs. Like, I mean... You don't believe, eh? Well,
1: and is I know the that they got... presence is going to be missed, eh?
0: Well, I mean, they lost to Joe Burrow. And, you know, and Joe Burrow in the Miracles, this cast of, like, young dudes and a defense that nobody could name anyone on. Like, that playoff loss to me was, like, that kind of was the same thing that what the Bills went through against the Chiefs. And so... Mm-hmm. I kind of want, like, I just think, you know me, I'm a Joe Burrow, like, propagandist. But at this point, after watching this weekend, watching two very complete teams, Mm -hmm. seeing that Patrick Mahomes was spreading the ball all over the place when he didn't have Tyreek as his blanket anymore, as a security blanket anymore, seeing Mm -hmm. that Josh Allen is, I mean, yes, he's still going to make some dumb Josh Allen mistakes here and there, but he's also going to uncork stuff that looks like Primera and Rodgers like you know, yeah. on the run, like so. Uh, these two teams look amazing. Of course, I still think they're both either one of them are going to lose to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl because that's what it is. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I think, I think we thought the MF, the AFC, might be like a murderer's row. It might yeah. end up really just being these two teams, and everyone that's else is tough. just kind of also there. Mm. That's my week one overreaction. That's my murders re- too, eh? <sighs> I love the Chargers. I've been all over them, but dude, like that Chiefs offense looked like unfucking stoppable. Consider the fact that Miko Hardman dropped it's like also three the Chargers
1: touchdowns. Or the Cardinals that they it, were doing it. It too.
0: is, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. But the Cardinals started last year seven and zero. They're not. They're not a nothing. No D hop. Yeah, I mean, they're not nothing though. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't, I don't think that they're completely atrocious. I mean. I I just for me the thing was that like no again Christian
1: Kirk either
0: yeah yeah right but 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 also like dude Miko Hardman like fucked up multiple times and the Chiefs he's not Tyreek right but but the thing is is that if he and Patrick can get it down just a mm. little bit that's gonna be another like they scored what like forty something or fifty points without having a really good deep receiver like I'm just saying like yeah. I and I know okay, I know that like this is like the third year in a row where it's like, if Miko Hardman, I get it, I know what I sound like, but I'm just saying, like, if they even have four big plagues this season, on on top of everything else, on top of Travis Kelsey looking like Travis Kelsey again, which yeah. I've been saying wouldn't happen, he did. I, dude, I don't know that that Juju looked good, like he, I mean, I didn't, he didn't have a, I mean, they just everyone looked. It was easy. They're playing pitch and catch out there. And so I just, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm afraid of the Chiefs if I'm the rest of the AFC.
1: Okay. But you, you, you. I i, I agree. I think Mahomes is out to show. He's still that guy. And yeah. I think he will have that type of season where he'll be in the MVP conversation. It looks like it after week yeah. one. Yeah.
0: Not so much for my boy, Joe Burrow.
1: Ooh, that was uh, quite the stinker there, would you say?
0: I, uh, ooh, that was horrible.
1: I, uh... Talk to me. Were you watching the game when it happened?
0: Yeah, I... Yeah, that was one of the ones... Well, I had my eight screens going, so I watched everything.
1: Psycho. You you do not have (laughs) enough eyes to pay attention to all eight of those at one time.
0: I don't think you... you, Dude, you gotta think about how it goes. Most of the games are on commercial. Like, you, like the way it goes, it's that like... You might
1: as well play Red Zone at that point.
0: No, but, no, I want to see everything. I don't want to see the selection of things they want me to see. I want to see defense. I want to see everything. And the thing is, is that half the games are on commercial at any given point. Okay. So you watch the ones that are off commercial, and then the thing is, is like you got four going, but only one's in a play. Then you look up at this play, then you look at this play, then you look at this play. Then <laughs> these are back from commercial. It, it's it's a glorious. Oh my thing. goodness! It is absolutely glorious. I took in every single game, and Joe Burrow was horrible, and it made me sad because you know how I sit here and talk about how Joey B is the best in biz. I will say this:
1: yeah.
0: when you turn over the ball, when you turn over the ball that many times, and you're still in position to win the game that does show a level of competence that even when you're fucking up, you're still getting things
1: going. Okay. All right. Now let me ask you how much of that is uh, accompanied also by playing uh, Mitchell Trubisky.
0: I was trying really hard to make a good (laughs) argument without that coming
1: up. You tried a for effort, but I can't let you get that one. Uh, How much of that is accompanied by, you know, Mitchell Trubisky.
0: Yeah. I mean it was a fucking horrible game. I don't I don't think there's any way to I I mean, this is that was like the definition of a Super Bowl hangover game where you just come yes. out, you try to do everything, you try to make every throw, you try to do every single thing, nothing works. You you're just throwing mm-hmm. shit at the wall. It just looked very like there were a couple of throws by Burrow that I was like, what are you fucking looking at? Like one of the 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 one interception he's
1: Uh, smoking reefer
0: yeah i was i was i turned to my friend i was just like i I was like i'm gonna have to fucking talk about that on the podcast this week like i was like because i knew you were gonna bring it up i was like this is because i just it was a it was uh, Burrow was awful but i i also you know again this 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 is a game that i don't think i'm not gonna think too much about because he's also what 24 25 like he's still young too Mm. I'm not going to overreact too much to week one. I still think the Bengals have so many weapons. But I do – I, we just thought the offensive line was fixed, and that's clearly not the case. There's more work to be done there, and that, that is a problem. Because if you spend that much money and have that much talent on the offensive line and you still can't figure this stuff out, I mean, they yeah. didn't look that much better than they did, like, you know, against the Titans when they gave up nine sacks. I mean, he's still getting murdered back there.
1: I think um, with the fact that he never played in the preseason plays a factor because you can't really get a rhythm with the O line. Like, they don't know what your cadence really is without much really live game action time, you know, especially with like the whole crowd and like experiencing like with the crowd and calling out certain signals and stuff like that. So, I think it may be a little bit of a slower start as as you said uh, the super bowl hangover um but i don't think they got much time because uh the, the way those ravens is playing I eh, i don't think i don't think it's a knockout of the part that the the Bengals win the division
0: yeah um i yeah i i'll say two things on that number one i think you're right like the the way that teams have basically now like they just like don't play preseason like half the league just like doesn't play their guys in preseason and that is really interesting because it will create some of these chemistry issues especially like early in the season
1: week ones become week 14 or week four sorry of the preseason
0: yeah no that's true and it, it gets it gets a little ugly and sloppy out there and that does that's yeah. why some of these performances are so impressive because mm-hmm. you know some of these teams just came together um and i will say about the ravens i mean i think you're right like i was kind of down on them coming into this season but it, i mean there we need to caution a little bit because it's the jets so like if we're going to caution the chiefs playing against the cardinals we really need to caution like overreacting to the Ravens okay. the Jets.
1: Right. Fine, but-, but i feel like the quality and how lamar played has to matter in it too
0: when you issue a beatdown, I'm not gonna like talk shit about you issuing a beatdown. Like they issued a beatdown, and that's what you should do when you play the Jets, and that's exactly what they did. So they did exactly what they were supposed to do. That's what had, I
1: be telling people: well, yeah. in order to make the playoffs, you gotta beat the teams that you should beat, and some of the teams that you're gonna be facing in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you got to take care of business. They didn't dick around. This was never a game. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. And Lamar looked great. Rashad Bateman had the long touchdown outside of that. Didn't do much. JK Dobbins didn't even play. Oh, he didn't. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, he's, he's still out. I know that because he's Mercy. on my fantasy team. So, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, Lamar looked good. Lamar yes. looks really good.
1: Yes. Yes. I did like that. He wasn't really running the ball either maybe a part of the factor is that he's trying to you know protect himself cuz he's got that contract and you can't really show what you made of if you scramble in and then somebody you know tweaks your ankle one false step you know
0: yeah but i mean i the ravens have misplayed that situation so bad they don't want to give Definitely. him a full, I, like they don't want to give him a fully guaranteed contract you're going to because now he's playing on a fully guaranteed fifth-year option. They're going to tag him next offseason, and he will play on that money, which is tagged, which is guaranteed. Then the next year, like what Kirk Cousins did, the money is unbelievably huge. But if they still pay it to him, it's guaranteed. And when if they don't want to pay it, then he goes to free agency. Someone will give him the fully guaranteed money. Like, and it, and it may be when he's 27. Dolphins,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins had a chance. They would make a chance for him. So...
0: I just think the Ravens have played this wrong. He's going to get a fully guaranteed contract. Like this is the thing Every like Kirk cousins, the way that Kirk cousins handled his situation was a case study in how you should handle this because he took the franchise tag, which was guaranteed money, Mm -hmm. which is a major jump from his fourth round pick salary. He stayed another year on the franchise tag, which is another unbelievable jump, which made him one of the highest paid, like two quarterbacks in the league. Then he used that to get a fully guaranteed deal from Minnesota. Everybody should do what Kirk Cousins did. That's exactly what Lamar Jackson is doing. And every single dollar he gets to the rest of his prime is going to be guaranteed. And the Ravens are stupid as fuck for not paying him. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't fathom it. I don't understand it. Better
1: to pay him early than too late.
0: Dude, they could have paid him a contract that in the next few years is going to be below market value because the cap is about to spike. And instead of doing something smart, they've done something done, and now Lamar is going to make a boatload of cash. And good for him. I want Lamar to get paid, so I'm happy that the Ravens have fucked this up because I want him to leave (laughs) because I don't like the Ravens. But I just – I can't – it boggles my mind. Those things aside, he looked awesome. Yeah. Like like he there were a few throws last year I was looking or I was just like what is up with Lamar? He didn't, I didn't see any of that shit this week. He looked like MVP Lamar. So
1: Yeah.
0: Um what about uh what did you feel about the whole the the Lance Fields rain battle? Did you watch any of that gorgeous the slip and slide
1: battle? <laughs> I just saw the the highlights. I did not watch any of that.
0: That was one of my local games so I did watch it and oh, it was yeah. It was a horrendous disaster of a football game. I heard
1: Justin Fields was doing his thing though.
0: He looked pretty good. I mean, he had a couple. Of, he had a couple of really nice plays. Trey Lance. I, it, it, this game was impossible to we judge. talked
1: Briefly in on that, yeah. I it mean, wasn't it, good, was it?
0: No, it's impossible to judge because it was rain. I understand that, but like at a certain Come point, on dude. Well, no, but this is the me-
1: thing. You tell me he's been in playing football for how many years? He's never played in a rain game. He never played in this kind of game before.
0: This is what I'm saying is that at a certain point, how many excuses are left for Trey Lance? Because that's it. Well, he hasn't played in three years. Well, he was start- Well, Jimmy Garoppolo's behind. Well, the other guys on the team want that. Well, this. Well, it was right. And I'm just saying at a certain point, it's just excuses. He hasn't yeah. been good at quarterback. He has not been good at quarterback yet. He has all of the arm talent in the world. He's a physical specimen. We all know he that. He watches
1: but, film, they yeah. say.
0: Like, I, I believe all those things, but we haven't seen him be good at playing the position of quarterback. And until I actually see that, this dude, the 49ers lost to the Bears, man. that If that's not like a red flag for your season, I don't know what to say. I don't care if it's week one. I don't care if it's in the rain. You should have been able to just hand the ball off every single play, score four mm-hmm. touchdowns, and win. Like, what are you doing? Like, I like that, dude. You and I should be able to play quarterback and beat the Bears. I don't care if it's Trey Lance. So, like, that was horrible. Okay. That was horrible. And Kyle Shanahan's this genius, you know, but he can't scheme up like 14 points. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> dude. I, the 49ers get way too many, like, well, but this, well, but this. Like, they have like what, one, two winning seasons in his five years there? Give me a break.
1: Bro, Joe Why, why you gotta do all of this? You ain't have to do this, bro. You ain't have to do all of this. I don't
0: know any other way.
1: <laughs> oh, damn, damn, damn. I wish, I wish what you're saying was incorrect, but you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's something's afoot. Something's afoot. If uh, you know, at this point, he's still not showing any signs of promise
0: i mean i said i think i think it was on your show right Did Kittle play no
1: what were you saying on my show
0: i said on your show that garoppolo was going to be starting somewhere else before the end of the season right i it's, think he's going to like no. no, be starting in san francisco
1: looking like that in the race no
0: no i think he's going to be starting in san francisco because what you can't dude you can't waste this talent of roster on a dude who's just not ready to play and yeah. that's what they're doing. And the the veterans in that. They want to
1: compete. They're not here to just, you know, babysit the homie while he learns how to QB. They want to win.
0: No way this if they lose again next week, if they lose again next week, there's no fucking way he starts in week
1: two. I think if it depends how they lose. I think it depends how they lose.
0: If they lose to Geno Smith at home, I don't think it depends Ooh, how they lose. Okay. If they lose to Geno Smith at home, right, I don't think. It, okay, fine. Maybe if they lose in a shootout where the defense gives up sixty three and they score sixty two, then okay, maybe. We but won't what play if
1: Trey Lance. what if Trey Lance put four touchdowns, no interceptions, even a rushing touchdown?
0: I, I, if you do that and you don't beat the Seahawks, then you don't have a Super Bowl roster. And it doesn't even, then, then this is not even a problem. So, like, I, you know, I, even I was talking about how well Gino did last night. They scored 17. Yeah. Like, let's call it like. You know, Gino's like, they wrote me off. I didn't write back. It's fantastic. I love to see these things. Mm-hmm. I want Gino to do well. They scored 17 points. Like, let's, you know, we have to back off a little bit. They scored 17 points, and the Broncos fumbled twice inside of their five-yard line. Like, that was yeah. not exactly a dominating win. Everything went your way. So I'm just saying, if the 49ers blow it against this Seahawks team, okay, yes, fair enough. If Trey Lance throws for four touchdowns and and puts on a performance that we've never seen from him before, but that's what I'm saying, it's going to take at this point, like mm-hmm. because you uh, he's is and three as a starter. What is the sample size? Like, what is the sample size? I'm just curious. When Jimmy Garoppolo has had Jimmy didn't he Bowl, beat the
1: Texans last year?
0: He's one and two as a starter. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought
1: they lost that game. The point is I'm, I'm, I'm asking I didn't even remember it. I was just asking.
0: Now I can't remember. But the point is he's bad at football. And 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 he might be like 49ers fans get so offended. Like that doesn't yeah. mean he will always like I just don't think he's ready. And the 49ers are throwing their season away. And I, you know, I he looked bad. Like when he looks good, I'll be happy to be like he looks good. It's just mm-hmm. he doesn't. So, you know, I, I love Joe Burrow. Speed,
1: speed. Yeah,
0: I love Joe Burrow. He sucked this week. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's okay. Yeah, let's it's, uh yeah. what do you want to you want to talk about the Pats or you want to talk about Tom Brady first? What's let's let's...
1: Uh, let's talk about the Patriots first. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> they I do wish not look I... like
1: the Patriots. Uh, that's all like got. That that's not the Patriots that I know.
0: So I received comments about your extremely elongated pause after my rant about the Patriots in our last discussion. And I I, I received multiple comments from people shocked at how long you were paused about. about <laughs> really? Yes. What was their complaint? No, no, no complaints. Just like they were like, wow, he was really feeling... Like you really, you really fucking tore the Patriots apart there. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't. Read. I was like, I wasn't trying to ruin everyone's life. I'm sorry, but uh, it was just. Yeah, uh,
1: it was a long reflect. It was it, a long re- reflect. It was a. Had, it
0: was a very good. It was. It was. It, I just have never seen you so introspective. You went through it. It looked like you went through every single like game of the schedule and like thought about it it was was like that video did you see that video of dan campbell where someone asked him like what will the lions be (laughs) and he didn't respond for me yes Ah. yes
1: yes 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 what it looked like
0: so the patriots versus the dolphins i hated this game for new england i thought they would lose
1: sloppy 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 all around slop
0: do you have positives i matthew judon with the sack
1: Mac had a couple moments where he was moving and then I don't know what the play call was, but they just got away from what was working every time.
0: I mean, you know, I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm not a Mac Jones guy at all, but I will acknowledge uh, putting him with fucking Matt Patricia is not a way to like maximize. I mean, I don't understand what's going on with the Patriots offense like at all. Like, I don't I don't get it.
1: Like, I don't know how much you are into scripture, but there, the when Jesus was on earth, he talked about how there was the this one sower, like, and he had like these seeds, right? And whenever he, like, as he was walking down a trail, the seeds dropped in different places. There was one seed that dropped on cement, there's one seed that dropped in like a thorn bush, and then there's one seed that dropped in like this nice manure. Uh, bed of soil all of the different seeds had different outcomes the one on the c- concrete it didn't really grow anywhere the one with the, the thorn bush it grew but then it got choked out by all the other thorns and couldn't really grow but then there was one that in the nice little plant bed that grew up and became like an actual fruit and it bare fruit Putting him with Patricia is like putting him with cement. What do you expect to happen? What do you expect to happen?
0: Okay, number one, that is the first time that scripture has ever been quoted on this show. So that is, I, that I is, just,
1: I just had to, I had to go to an extreme there. It was
0: a perfect kind of unique moment for how much I hate Matt Patricia. So I love it. Number two, to go from scripture to screaming, just perfect. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I, I agree. I don't know. I literally have no idea what they're doing. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand what the thought process is. I don't I, like
1: it feels like Bill don't care anymore.
0: Yeah. I, I, I honestly kind of think that he's checked out and he's like, it's either gonna work this way or it won't, guys. Whatever. Like he's only he's got his sons and his lackeys. Nobody who will stand up to him, nobody who yeah. will challenge him. I just don't I like this is like. This is like what it looks like in the years when a college coach who like won multiple national championships is like, now he's like sleeping with his secretary and he's just like letting his assistants run the team. And he's like Bruce Arians, like smoking a cigar on a golf cart, like ah football. Like that's what this, that's what the final years of that stuff looks like. And that's what I like, like. He's on his like senior ditch year. Like, just like I'm hanging out. I'm, I'm coaching my son. The sons. UFC
1: belt around his waist, Yeah, too. I'm like, that's yeah. very... let my son like, coach it's, it's the football like, team. It's, Whatever. A, it's not that serious, but it's like, it's Bill Belichick. Like, you, you don't expect that from Bill Belichick during, yeah, like, the he season.
0: Just, he just made his son the defensive coordinator with, like, oh, no credentials, no... Wow. Well, like, last season, he... And... Oh, yeah,
1: Steve Belichick. Wasn't yeah. he calling the plays on defense, no? Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's like him and, like, Gerard but... Mayo... And whoa, it's like, whoa. and now Gerard Mayo is somewhere else. I like Gerard Mayo.
1: I yeah. Like what you An do actual
0: do you NFL guess. player who actually knows something. What a shock. Yeah. Maybe he should be, you know. And it's just, it's, it's, it, dude, it says a lot that the only person who was like a formal Belichick guy who is like successful is Vrabel. And Vrabel mm-hmm. was not a coach under Belichick, he was only a player under a Belichick. Player, yeah. None of the Belichick coaches have worked, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. McDaniel's well, failed, Flores. Mc-
1: Flores, he had uh, a. Flores
0: was okay. Flores, Mm -hmm. Flores had something going. He
1: was set up for failure. Yes, he was.
0: That dude, and he that lawsuit like was so everything he said was. I I believe every single thing that that dude said. Like Mm I, I I am Team Brian Flores forever. I cannot believe that they fired him. But you know, you're gonna be stupid. I mean, Mike McDaniel's still a good hire, but it's like to to make a good hiring, you had to make a bad firing. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. stupid i don't know but the dolphins will never be anything like they won their week one super bowl against new england congratulations you know
1: usual yeah the miami special
0: right yeah this is they, they win their one game a year against new england they get all excited and drunk and then go do cocaine and then that's the end of the season but um i just don't know seriously with this patriots team like i don't like again we talked about this before but like like name a superstar on this team there isn't one and i don't see how you're gonna win at any high level without even one elite player mm-hmm. there's there i don't think that there's a single elite player on this roster like I, I mean i guess you could argue that like matthew judon took a step towards elite last year he was really good but i mean is mm-hmm. he an elite defensive player i don't know about that like i i just i think this is gonna be I, a really long year i think there's gonna be a lot of seven point games
1: well, but, i could see you
0: let me ask you this question
1: i feel like they i feel like next week uh they'll be better
0: Okay, I mean, that's fair. I mean, you got... Uh,
1: Depends Mac. on Mac. What's the status on Mac? That's what I need to know. If Mac is not playing, I'm out. Well, sure. I'm out. I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, if his, it, what his injury is, how, and how severe it ends up being, that yeah. obviously will shape the season. But let me ask you this question. And, I, and I'm, this is a serious question. I'm not, I'm not trolling. I'm honestly asking you. Let's say that this season goes about how this game went. In that Mac doesn't take major strides, the offense is struggling, the defense is mediocre, and it just you know it's like a six-win team that doesn't seem to be going anywhere, which is kind of what I what I what I thought it would be. Where like are you at that point? Are we are you at like okay, we've got to fix this for Mac. We got to hire a new coaching staff. We got to hire real coordinators. Are you at Mac Jones isn't the guy, or are you at? maybe it is really time to let Bill Belichick like ride this thing off into the sunset because no one's listening to him anymore.
1: I don't want to think like that.
0: Well, the only reason I'm saying this is because don't you think that Bill got away with his attitude for a long time because they won?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And a lot of that had to do with Tom Brady. And I'm just wondering how much does his attitude just wear on dudes' when you start having losing seasons because it's one thing when you win and mm-hmm. you're winning Super Bowls and you're always in contention but when two out of the three years you're suddenly a six win team or something like I I agree with you I don't want to think this way either I don't enjoy it I'm just starting to like people before this season were like if the Patriots fall apart would Bill Belichick be fired and I thought that was like laughable and now I'm kind of like wondering if it's he's looking just lost. like
1: a reality huh?
0: Well okay what I mean I'm just saying that I would never have entertained it before the season and now I would what what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on all of that like just tell me you just take me through it
1: it depends how they play going forward definitely definitely depends how they play cuz like I said winning cures all and if you're winning a fair share of games, like, let's say they get hot and go on, like, a four-game streak, then it's going to be like, hey, this is what they're capable of. They're just one or two things away from maintaining it. Like, I didn't like the fact that we didn't see much of Kendrick Bourne. And did even Jabril Preppers? did he even play the they signed him in the offseason or did they make a trade for him? But I did I don't remember seeing Jabril Peppers. I, I, I do like Kyle Duggar. Name. Kyle Duggar looks like he might he may have made that stride because he was popping up on my screen a lot on Sunday.
0: Duggar's a good player. I I, I agree with It's another one of those, like, you know, the
1: oddball signing and, or draft.
0: And the yeah. Patriots find a way to get him to the next level. I'm just saying, like, I'm not. I'm just saying that I would have thought that was a laughable concept before this season, but so like, okay. So, but it's that tenuous to you. Like if you didn't have that four game winning streak, like Mm -hmm. you, like, I'm just saying like for you, it's that tenuous, like you need to see results this season or you're, you're going to start to think about it. Like, is Mm -hmm. that how you feel? Like, yeah, that's and wouldn't you have thought that's crazy coming into this season? Like, would you have, or like I, I just I didn't foresee well, coming any- into
1: the season, I would have thought that we actually had an offensive coordinator, right <laughs> so, here we are, here we are this is this is what it is,
0: yeah, you know? yeah, it's ugly i just I really i yeah, I just hope to see yeah, it would be nice to see them have a bounce back week next week because I don't Mac through a couple of passes that I like just don't i don't know what he's looking at and in some cases i don't know like again i don't know what the play call was i don't know what he was supposed to do but like mm. sometimes you look at something and it's like shit i don't care what you were supposed to do that was fucking horrible and there were a couple of throws in this game like you know the the first interception that he threw to um to uh to xavier dpi um, yeah, I mean it's fair, but he also like what are you doing throwing that ball in the first place? Like that, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Could he
1: could have he could have target, targeted the guy on the other side for sure, but I feel like it was one of those they're trying to say, "Oh, look, we got Devonte Parker. This is what he was brought here." And I feel like since it's his former team, he probably was like, "Hey." I go up against this guy in practice, just throw it to me like this uh, type of thing. I feel like that kind of played a factor as well.
0: Yeah. I just, I mean, you just, you're you're throwing that to X and
1: Mm -hmm. I just,
0: I think you know how that's going to go. Devontae Parker's, I mean, he's good, but is he like some major know They
1: definitely have faced each other in practice there too, so. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I mean, I, I just... I'm that's not a that's not a play I want to make and Mm -hmm. I and a
1: big play by Javon Holland for even being there to get the tip pass to
0: that's the thing it's like that's one of those things like I'm not going to sit here and like whether it was DPI whether it should have been an interception like the result is the result but it's about Mm -hmm. the process to me and I just when I look at that I'm just like I don't understand what you were doing and there and that's the one that's my thing with Mac is I believe he can make a lot of the throws every now and then you'll see him make a fucking gorgeous throw. And you're like, okay, this dude has something, but then he'll do stuff like that. That is bonehead college level stuff that is unacceptable. And that is just where that's where I really start to worry. And so Mm -hmm. it's one week, but my problem is that I like thought this Patriots team was going to suck and then they suck. Like so we we don't want to overreact to week 1, right? Like we don't want to overreact when we see something that is a potential outlier performance, right? I understand that thought process. However, mm. I don't think it's an overreaction to come in and say, I think this team's going to suck. And then they suck. And you're like, yeah, they suck. Cause I said, I thought they would suck. That's exactly what I was talking about. I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I think that's exactly right on this team mm-hmm. sucks right now. And maybe they can figure something out. Maybe they can change the narrative. Maybe they can get it going, but I'm sitting there watching that game. They, I mean, like there's talent on the roster, right? We know like mm-hmm. Ramondre Stevenson's a good player. Like I I I, I get it, but like, what are we even doing? Like, what is what is the thought process? Like, can you okay? Can you tell me what the Patriots' offensive identity is?
1: Nope.
0: I'm we know the what the ball. yeah we know what the defensive identity is, right? It's always going to be bend but don't break. That's just Bill Belichick's philosophy. It is what it mm-hmm. is. Bend but don't break. That's that's what it is. Offensively, yeah. I have no clue what the philosophy is. It's whatever we think of next. It's like me playing Madden. It's terrible. So I, you know, I just don't. I'm I'm really worried about this season.
1: Yeah, hey, man, if it ever came down to it, I would not be mad if they decided, let's go for CJ Stroud. I would not be mad at it.
0: What if they wanted to fire Bill Belichick and hire Sean Payton to fix Mac Jones?
1: Mm, That would be something.
0: What if Bob Kraft got on a plane, flew to Texas, interrupted the meeting with Jerry Jones and said, Sean Payton, I want you to come to new England.
1: That would be something. I don't think Sean Payton would do it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's that slimy.
0: But what if, what if, what if the Cowboys didn't fire Mike McCarthy? What would just, just what about that? you
1: no damn cowboys. They get in their way all the time.
0: Well, but I, I think I might honestly endorse firing Bill Belichick for Sean Payton. I, and I, I, that sounds insane. I know, but we're getting further away from dude. It was Brady the whole time. That's where I'm at now. It was always Tom Brady. It was never Bill Belichick. I'm at the point where I think that Bill Belichick was maybe holding Tom Brady back. That's what I think. So, you know, and and people can well, come for me with the pitchforks. Brandon
1: LaFell was one of our better signings at one point. Chris Hogan, Brandon. Yeah, well, Lowe, people are
0: like, oh, they blew a twenty-one.
1: 21- Tom, they blew a
0: twenty-one to three AFC championship lead against the Colts. Yeah, because he was Dobson. fucking going to Rache Caldwell, and and like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> give me a goddamn break, dude. Like, what do you t- like? And Jabbar Gaffney, like, the come on.
1: there was the guy who had that drop touchdown, what that would have put it out. Or, yeah,
0: Caldwell and Jabbar Gaffney both dropped touchdowns in that game.
1: would have put it away dude I still
0: I still have nightmares about that one that and Asante Samuel dropping the fucking interception (laughs) against the I can't I I like I wake up at night you know what though you know what though I was watching I was watching the 2010 uh, Eagles uh, Packers playoff game I Mm -hmm. my son he cries I put football or basketball on, he's interested. So I just go on YouTube and I play old shit. And I was just casually watching the 2010 divisional game between the Packers and and uh the eagles and asante samuel was on that team and the eagles were losing late and he had a chance to like pick off a ball and take it for six to like make it close and he dropped that one too and i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god he did it multiple times (laughs)
1: he's a repeat offender offender. (laughs) that's asante
0: on football crime i won't have it um (laughs) so um so yeah, I'm the the Patriots are going to be rough. But speaking of the Cowboys and, and and Tom Brady, let's talk about let's talk about the the Sunday night um affair.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: obviously the Monday night game was whatever. Like it's I don't it was yeah Wilson lost. I don't it's I don't think it's going to mean much. I like, like the
1: I the Julio sighting.
0: Yes, I liked I, he dude, he looked good. Like I was mm-hmm. I was not sure that he was gonna be able to do much this year. He had a nice play. He didn't I mean he didn't he didn't catch ten passes or anything, but he had uh, that play. Well, was
1: nobody awesome. was really they weren't yeah. really running or passing. It was more like a run game or just ball control for the four most. net
0: all night. Four net, four net, four net. Yeah. And I mean when they did pass they the couldn't ball, couldn't stop it. Yeah. And when they did pass the ball, Michael Parsons was living in the backfield. So I understand why I mean, dude, he had an awesome game. He was the generational one
1: generational player.
0: He's literally like, he's unbelievable. He was the one mm-hmm. dude that was keeping them like in that game. And that is why you're right. That's why the bucks went to a run you know, style. Cause if you were trying to pass the ball, every time it would have ended up like one of those saints games oh, where yeah. you just got no points. Um, yeah, And you know what? <laughs> I think Tom is stubborn sometimes and doesn't want to go away from what he wants to do. I think kudos to him in a game like this, being like, "Fuck it, let's run the ball," you know, because mm-hmm. it's him and Leftwich. You know, it's not Todd bowls. it's him and yeah. Leftwich making those choices. So, um, what did you think of the Cowboys overall? Like, I know Dak got hurt, but like, what do you what it's like Cowboys?
1: <laughs> this is just this what they do. It's... They suck. Yeah. Man. Ain't much to talk about. What What you want me to say? That's yeah, what they do. That's what they do. It's It's done for them. Like I they, I, I like Micah, but like
0: it's the Cowboys. That's it, really, right? And then yeah. if Dak is out for six weeks or whatever. It's the season over. Like, you know, what are they gonna do? Like. I, like you're gonna now they're gonna trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, like, like you know what I mean? Like that's I heard someone suggesting that. I'm like, no, fucking. Did you watch Trey Lance play? The Niners need Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not
1: gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna. There you happy? Yeah,
0: I thought Tom looked good though. Everybody like I thought some people were trying to talk shit. I he felt did like what listen- he
1: needed. He did. <laughs> yeah. That's usually what he does. That's like he doesn't. He never had the Peyton Manning numbers back in the day. But he always did what needed to be done when it mattered the most. So that's where the legend of Brady first started.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And his connection with Evans continues. Evans is yet again on pace to hit his 70 catches, a thousand yards, 15 touchdowns. Like, dude, Evans has fucking 27 touchdowns caught from Brady in like already. That's, yeah. In in the regular wow. season alone. It's ridiculous, man. Like he's like he like those two it's almost every single game it's it's Mm -hmm. it's absolutely ridiculous yeah it's just he's when it gets to the red zone brady's looking mike evans way every single time as you should he's a six five monster with great hands obviously Mm -hmm. but it's just pretty incredible that mike evans is the best deep ball threat on the team and the best red zone threat on the team like that's Mm -hmm. so rare and i i i'm he's not like the best route technician that's why he's not catching 10 passes a game or whatever but He's a great blocker as a receiver too. Like he's he's so underrated. Mike Evans is I still think like the most no underrated. No, he his
1: size to his advantage. Yes. Box out.
0: and he, I think he is like the most underrated receiver in the league. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I the the run game may need to be like a big part of the Bucs' game plan going forward because Donovan Smith is hurt. So now you know they already lost like the whole interior of their offensive line or two of their you know lost one of their players and now or two of their players, they acquired Shaq Mason. Now Donovan Smith is out. Like, I worry
1: yeah,
0: the Bucks have got to get that shit together because that's going to be a problem if they're, like, you know, piecing it together all season. Indeed. That's the yeah. one thing I worry about. But I, I think Tom looked great. I think, uh, and like you said, if with no, you know, he didn't really play much in the preseason, like, I'm, i I think the Bucks I think the Bucs are gonna sail through. And I mean in the NFC dude, I don't know who's gonna stop them at this point. Like looking I'm through I'm looking like, to
1: see how Godwin looks for going forward.
0: He's probably gonna be out a few weeks with the hamstring
1: injury. So he that's gonna be something. Overcompensating, that, I assume.
0: Yeah, and I mean that that means it's gonna be on Julio and Gage to basically take all of those those I think for they'll Godwin. step
1: up. Yeah.
0: Step Everyone was really excited about Russell Gage, and I think the Julio thing kind of overshadowed it. But if Godwin is now out like four weeks, you know, He'll Gage have is going to more of a opportunity. He's, he's yeah. going to have to. So, um, what about thoughts on week two? Any any week? Any last week one thoughts? Any upcoming week two thoughts? Before we get out of here,
1: <laughs> let me look at the schedule first. Thursday, <laughs> I'm picking the the Chargers to upset. And smack up the Chiefs. That's my bold prediction of the week. They're not they don't even gonna leave a shadow of a doubt. I like that one. But I think the Chiefs will come back later on in the season and beat them in a close nail biter.
0: I'm with it. My prediction of the shocking prediction of the week is Tom Brady finally gets a fucking win against the goddamn Saints in the ooh, regular season. Oh, that's this. Week. <laughs> yeah. And it's
1: a one o'clock game. That's criminal.
0: I know. I know. That should be a Sunday night game, dude. That's,
1: that's, yeah.
0: that's, that's a ridiculous, especially because criminal. I have, would
1: have been fine if it was four o'clock too.
0: That would be fine too. Also, they have two Monday night games this week. What is, what is up with that? Like, really? Yeah. yeah. This should definitely be an afternoon game. Like, what is like? Why is Texans Broncos an afternoon game, but Buccaneers Saints is not? I understand because of the East Coast stuff, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's more important that you put the game of the week, like you yes. know. But yeah, what are you gonna do? But yeah, I like Tom Brady to finally get a win against the Saints in the regular season. You know what might be a really interesting? Justin
1: one Fields might outplay Aaron Rodgers even Oof. though he loses, though.
0: <laughs> that. That, uh, dude, it's Aaron Rodgers against the Bears in prime time at home coming off an embarrassing loss. I do not want to be a Bear fan. I think
1: think Justin will have just as good a game, but he just, you know.
0: I think the the Packers are going to smack the Bears up on this one. That's what I think. I think this is. I I
1: still own you. I still own you
0: that's one of my favorite Aaron Rodgers moments. Like I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but that moment was fun. Like I love the shit out of that. I'll be he honest. He ain't lie. He ain't lie. I'll tell you what, if the Rams lose to the Falcons this week, I'm like I'm I'm throwing up the fucking red alert. So if the Falcons win that game, I'm throwing up the super hey, red alert on the Rams. Kyle
1: Pitts versus Jalen Ramsey in the slot. <laughs> God, to see you, man.
0: Dude, there you go. That's your man right there. He should be uh he should be getting like seven of seven for 150 yards and two touchdowns because he's going against the joke that is Jalen Ramsey
1: in the slot
0: (laughs) in the slot baby in the slot it's so crazy that and we'll see the Bengals bounce back against the
1: Cowboys hopefully that'll be a nice one but
0: yeah if the Patriots hey
1: if (laughs) Micah Parsons might have a couple conversations with Burrow.
0: that's that okay but that's what I'm saying though is I'm those are I think those are the three if the Patriots lose to the Steelers if the Bengals lose to the Cowboys, and uh, again, the one I said earlier, the whole Seahawks Rams. 49ers thing. Oh, the Rams, too. Okay, those four. Yeah. Those are the red alerts. We got these red alert games because if the Rams lose, if the 49ers lose, if the Patriots lose, if the Bengals lose, if any of those teams lose, that's like fucking red alert. I don't All I don't right. care what anyone says. When you start 0-2, oh, you are in danger. So
1: say no more.
0: Red alert, baby. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so yes, much. sir.
1: You're the man, I appreciate dude. it, man. I just want to say, I wish the Patriots were better. That's <laughs> all I want to say.
0: We'll talk next week. Maybe there will be better next week. You already know. I hope so.
1: Overtime with B and P <laughs> signing out. There, there you go. <laughs> Peace out. Peace
0: out. And that is The Blood Doctor Show. Let's get ourselves into NFL Week 2. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's have a good week. Let's take care of those around us. Let's check in with everyone around us. Because you never know when someone that you care about may being harassed at work, may be being treated like they are less than by someone in their sphere. You never know when someone around you may be going through something. So I'm going to encourage every single one of you to reach out to the people around you. Check on them. See how they're doing. Because you never know when something in their sphere isn't going the way that you want it to. Look how these things blow up. People get harassed every single day in their work life. They don't even get to, you know, go home and, you know, feel like the day is over because you're just dreading going back and feeling that harassment the next day. So check on the people around you make sure that no one's minimalizing them we have a responsibility to each other to help each other out because this world is fuck man and if the power structures that be don't want to help us then we've got to do every single thing that we can to help each other that's all that there is so take care of those around you make sure that everyone around you is cared for i'm going to do the same goddamn thing myself and never forget don't give up every single thing on the court in front of us, on the field in front of us, whatever metaphor you prefer is worth the battle, that's why we're here, that's why we're doing this, every single time you think I can't do this, you gotta step up to the plate and do it again, that's what I'm telling myself every single day, that's what I tell myself now that I'm a father, that anytime you wanna quit, you can't quit, because there's someone out there that's fucking relying on you, and I know who's out there relying on me, and I know that I am gonna come through for them at all times. And I encourage every single one of you to find what it is that you will come through for. That is The Blood Doctor Show. Peace.